0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 828 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Hey, horse folks, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Pro Riders Organization Eventing Radio Show. New Zealand eventer Dan Jocelyn joins show co hosts Joe Meyer and Nate Chambers with some great suggestions about getting horses fit. And we'll get right to our fitness tip after this nutritional tip from Kentucky Performance Products. How are summer games different from other electrolyte products? Summer Games Plus contains the same electrolyte formulation as Summer Games Electrolyte, which was originally formulated for the horses competing at the 1996 Olympics. The formulation was based on the results of research conducted in anticipation of the Games, which were held in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its hot, humid summers. Summer Games mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying the horse with the exact amounts and ratios of electrolytes relinquished in sweat. Summer Games Plus contains no sugar like many popular commercial electrolyte supplements. Summer Games Plus also contains a buffering agent that helps create a soothing gastric environment. This is especially important for horses subjected to the stresses often related to top performance, such as exertion, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling atmospheres. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes at your local tack and feed supplier or visit kppusa.com. Now, on with today's tip.
2: We've also got um, a special guest on Nate and Joe's Tips uh, this week, and it is my good friend Dan Jocelyn. He's uh, Olympian, world champs, um, team rider, and um, genuine all-round cross-country superstar. Um, Welcome to the show, Dan. (laughs) Hello. Nice to be here. So we want to just run through a little bit about you know, what are we going to do with our beginner horses? Like, you know, we're talking low levels. They don't have to go very fast. And what would be sort of the most important
0: things that we've got to think about, Dan? Well, the the ones that I've got here that are starting at maybe the pre-novice level, stroke novice, would start with hill work and at the trot. Um, And then they'd be building up to, we've got fabulous gallops over here in um, Newbury where I live I'm up at Ian Baldings and he's got a mild gel track so they would canter up there build up some hill work and then they'd go up there and they'd go twice up that fairly quietly for the lower levels yeah and how often would you do that oh that would be once a week once a week yeah
2: Yeah. so really it's you know for the lower levels it's not terribly stressful um they're probably thinking about more more road work, more work inside the school. Well, they and- haven't
0: really learnt to gallop yet either and it's just giving them confidence in a big canter and just letting them blow a bit and learn how to stay balanced and, you know, you're building them up with a bigger goal in sight and you don't and- want to force any injuries upon them while they're still growing.
2: Yeah, and what exactly. about some of the horses that are naturally a little bit heavier? Maybe not something that you've got as a young prospect that you're looking to gear up for, you know, the upper levels at some point. But you know, maybe yeah. one of your clients' horses that you know will be doing the lower levels for the the majority mm-hmm. of its uh, eventing career.
0: I think the best thing for those horses is not to demoralize them by trying to go racing up the gallops like they're one of your fit eventers. Um, because they can switch off quite easily. So therefore, I'd do a little bit more of the slower, steeper work uh, with them, where they can just lollop up along up a hill uh, rather than too fast on a, on a longer gallop on a bit of a rise. And
2: for, for us people down here in Florida and for other parts of the United States, um, you know, that people that don't have hills um mm. i'd probably i probably suggest you know some sort of interval training and starting off at you know for the very low levels three times three minutes working building up to three times four
0: wow exactly five what we used five to do in cancers. new zealand yeah yeah around a so, big field
2: around a big field exactly so um well we so I hope that answers a question yeah but um moving on from this I just want to and this is one of the reasons why I got Dan on the show just want to talk a little bit about more the higher level things and Dan's mentioned the track that he has there at Ian Buildings, and I've ridden on that myself um quite a lot of times um Dan and I were very lucky to be allowed to you know we were practically given a massive big grass gallop to use um as we wanted and it's tell us Dan a little bit about how you'd prepare a horse that you've had a couple of heavier horses, bigger horses um, for that, um, for four star.
0: Um, Well, I'm still guessing, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's, you know, it's, you're basically aiming to gallop them, or give them a good strong canter every four days. Now that might be once a week with a competition at the weekend, or up the gallops once a week, and then on the fourth day, other day, we'd again use the hills, which we're very fortunate to have here. Um, And for the the bigger horses that don't really work themselves that hard up the gallop, some horses, you know, they just don't work themselves on the gallop, then we'd put another horse in front of them and that yeah. draws them along a bit and just makes them work a bit harder without having to use their top speed. Um, and again, that just saves their limbs a little bit, gives them a bit of incentive and they you can feel them really work a lot harder when they've got something to try and chase. And I
2: know the answer to this question, but how often would you go flat out?
0: <laughs> if you're well, gonna you out, save, you save for that you.
2: for the show.
0: <laughs> um, no, I'm on the Andrew Nicholson theory. If you're paying to use a gallop, then you might as well gallop.
1: <laughs>
0: Fair enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well Andrew Nicholson seems to have horses that are in fairly good shape. Yeah. Um, as we've seen. So yeah. um but how does that I mean like tell us a little bit about Silence Dan. He was a small thoroughbred horse, um, lightweight, super fast. What sort of work did you have to do with him?
0: Yeah, so he was a naturally very fit horse anyway, and he you know, he got fit on the smell of an oily rag. Um, <laughs> and I sort of did the same with him as what I do with all of them, but he was one that, as much as he was a dream to ride cross-country and lovely in the mouth, whenever he got to the gallops, he couldn't hold one side of them. So, unfortunately... He just went flat out every time he went up there, but <laughs> yeah. it's you know he he still went till he was twenty and he never had a leg problem, so just a freakish sort of horse I think. Um, but generally, I try and be about three quarter pace and let the the rise and the gallop do the work, and uh, you know not use top speed that often. Yeah.
2: What? Okay, so you talk about every fourth day, and the day after the gallops.
0: What are you going to tell people? Uh, I, I just use the gallop as a normal part of their training. So the next day they would just go back and do some dressage or they'd have a little jump. Sometimes it's good to jump a horse after you've galloped because it gives you a little bit more of a feel of what they're going to be like on the last day of a three-day, um, depending on what you're building up for. And If you've got a fresh horse jumping, it's good to jump after a gallop. Or if you've got a horse that feels it a bit after a gallop then maybe you'll just take it for a walk and let it recoup. Yeah. Every horse is different but mainly the galloping is just a part of their routine so the next day would be a normal sort of day unless there's something specific you want to work on
2: So Dan thank you so much for coming on the show and um, let us know where we can find you. What's your website and um, where do we find you on Twitter?
0: Ah on Twitter it's Dan Jocelyn and uh, what is danjocelynventing.com? Yeah, <laughs> something okay, like
2: that. <laughs> something like that. I'm sure it won't be hard to track I'm, down. I'm glad Dan. you know all your media outlets, it's very yeah, good.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> good talking to you fellas. Well, we thank Dan very much for coming
2: on to help us answer one of Nate and Joe's tips this week. It was about fitness, and we hope it was useful and helpful to you all. Thought we had a pretty good show put together this week, Joe, especially with all the excitement from out at Rebecca Farm. Yeah, Rebecca Farm, I'm a little bit disappointed I wasn't there, but you can't go all the time, and I'm going to make a big effort to get up there next year. Thanks again to Dan, and I really liked his comments about um, not demoralizing your horses. I, don't <laughs> think. Yeah, I think that that's um, an interesting thing and something for people to think about.
0: And, My favorite um, was
2: uh, you know, if the old Andrew Nicholson. If uh, you're going to gallop, exactly
1: and that's a wrap if you enjoyed nate and joe chatting about all things eventing you can find them at eventingradio.com don't forget to support our sponsors here on horse tip daily because they make these podcasts possible today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of kentucky performance products ask for kentucky performance products like summer games at your local tack and feed supplier or you can visit them online at kppusa.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.